0: Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To
1: help you ditch the feast famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point we were both brand new freelancers barely making ends meet. But by now
0: we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from Freelance to Founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands.
1: Visit freelance2founder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now.
0: On today's show, what if you're burned out? Is there a cure? Our guest Dan finds himself working way too many hours and feeling the pressure of being the sole income provider in his family being parent entrepreneurs ourselves, Clay and I helped Dan see how he can simplify his work life, making more money while working fewer hours and finding more balance in his life. If you've ever felt burned out while barely making ends meet, then this episode is for you. We'll be right back. Hey guys, you've got enough tough decisions to make every month as you grow your business. Picking your next great book to read should not be one of them. With Book of the Month, you can forget about the hassle of browsing through endless shelves or scrolling infinitely through an overwhelming amount of book options online. Book of the Month simplifies the process of finding the next great thing to read by offering a carefully selected lineup of five to seven titles to pick from each month, from gripping thrillers to heartwarming romance and everything in between. I'm personally really excited about this new announcement from Book of the month curated audiobooks. Since you're listening to podcasts, I assume that you like audiobooks and you're like me you're more of a downloader than a page turner. And this is your moment. I'm right here with you. I've picked out my selections for March already and you can too. Joining book of the month is super easy, very affordable. Plus for a limited time, new members can get their first book for just $9.99 with code CHIRP. Visit BookOfTheMonth.com now to pick your next great read. That's BookOfTheMonth.com with promo code CHIRP, C-H-I-R-P, or click the link in our show description. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this? Or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. Hey there and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with millo.co and joining me on the air today as always is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey Clay. Yo yo, what's up? Who I got it this time. Last episode it was like stumbling all <laughs> over myself to get that out, but I finally yeah, I'm all warmed up and good maybe to go now.
1: <laughs> maybe I should like not maybe I should not go skiing and like uh just always do the episodes. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, that would make my life a lot easier. Then I wouldn't have to introduce other people. Speaking of, uh, speaking of which, we actually have a guest on today who joined me with a different co-host last time he was here. So we're welcoming him back to the show. We'll explain why. But um, Dan Goers, welcome.
2: Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me back. I'm excited yeah, so excited to, uh, to
0: have you. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure we've had a guest back in such rapid succession. We've had people come back six months or a year or eighteen months later. Dan, you were on the show literally. I don't know. Maybe maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah. And uh, and so listeners, you might be wondering why we're having Dan back. Dan, uh, we continued our conversation via email. What you might remember from Dan's episode, or if you haven't heard it, is Dan is growing. Uh, an agency very 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 similar to clay's very first agency which you may have heard about on previous episodes and so Dan just ended up having like a lot more uh, questions, and we were sort of going back and forth via email. Dan and Clay were going back and forth via email, and you know, and I finally said, you know what? Let's just let's do like a bonus episode. Dan, you bring your top questions; we'll rapid fire them. Clay will have some great answers. I'll throw in my two cents, and we'll make an episode out of it. So, listeners, that's what you've got today. But Dan, for people who maybe haven't heard the previous episode or have forgotten in the meantime, can you just remind us? who you are, what you're working on, what your business looks like, and, and just kind of give us a quick one or two minute overview.
2: Sure. I mean, I don't know why anyone would have missed that episode. It was probably the most invigorating episode of the yes. year. 100%. Uh,
0: <laughs> of the year <laughs> no, really, in cool. Janu- um, <laughs> it was January
2: 15th of Is the whole year. because <laughs> uh, I was not
0: on? Is that
2: right? <laughs> Ouch.
1: Maybe, maybe I should Ooh. just hang up here and let you guys do this again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, actually, we went I, I need I need you on this one. I really do. Um, so I am a, a web design agency. Um, I've started in in graphic design and then kind of as everything has changed um, and became more digital, uh, I've decided that going to handle more web design um, and SEO and digital marketing and all this stuff is kind of where the direction of everything is going. And there's just a larger margin and just more impact and and so um i have been struggling kind of for the last i don't know what it is eight years just trying to kind of like do things um basically i'm just like chilled out i would go golfing i would do all these things but then i had a kid and now um sitting here and my I'm not making enough money and so I'm like okay I actually got to put 100% into growing my business. And so that's kind of what led me to find freelance the founder and after listening to a bunch of episodes and hearing Clay's story and everything like that I'm like oh my gosh I feel like Clay's past is my present. And so that that's where I'm at today. Um, I did learn a lot from my previous episode. We talked a lot about kind of um, singling out my services and concentrating on my bread and butter and maybe not trying to take on too much at one time. And I've kind of been putting that into effect and I've actually, uh, uh achieved some relief from that. So the first episode was great oh, and great. it was really helpful. <clears throat> and so I appreciate that a lot.
0: Well, I'm really glad to hear that. I think, um, I think getting Clay on the air with us this time around is going to be really helpful for you too, though. Um, there were just some, uh, you know, uh, there were some questions that we weren't able to answer last time, just because I haven't grown an agency to the size that Clay has, or and 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 um, haven't done it the way that you're doing it necessarily. Because I think you're right. I think your current situation sounds very similar to Clay's previous situation, and so I think I think this will be good today. Let's Dan, let's kick it off. Why don't you tell us what your most pressing yeah. question is um, about growing your agency?
2: Um. So the part that i just can't seem to like understand and i don't know if anyone really ever understands this but there is a point and we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast and i have a bunch of people that are like no you need to outsource you need to find contractors don't hire anybody and and i continuously find myself in this like this space of between working on myself working on the business working in the business Hitting points of burnout and exhaustion, which I'm like kind of in the midst of right now um so I guess the main question is like, how do you know how do you like how do like when is that right point <laughs> like I guess what I'm asking you is you've hired people, so mm-hmm. what is your opinion? do you think that it's just dependence on depending on like what you're agency looks like, or do you believe in hiring over, um, contracting kind of what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, yeah, this is always a really good question. Um, so you're, you're
2: freelance right now, right? Yeah. I call myself an agency, but technically I'm a freelancer. It's
1: just you and you have, you don't work with any contractors right now or you do.
2: I have been actually, um, i I've, I've found some people to handle Some of my own personal SEO through up work, and then Mm -hmm. I actually found um, I just like randomly searched because I use Elementor Page Builder for a lot of my website builds, and I was like Elementor freelancer because I'm like I don't know where to find. Um, And I ended up finding this guy, and I I put him on a task this week, so I did my Mm -hmm. first like delegation. So we'll see how it goes, but uh, that was kind of a big step for me.
1: How?
0: busy are you you hear us talking on the show all the time about social media and the importance of marketing yourself online as you grow your business. That's because social has played a huge role in both of our businesses as we've grown them, but actually getting customers from your social accounts to your website and ultimately to make a purchase can sometimes be more difficult than it should be. If you need a simple solution, I recommend you try getting a .bio domain from Porkbun. That's .bio. You can put it in your LinkedIn bio. You can put it wherever you want to put it so that people can get directly to your website. We've partnered with Porkbun. Porkbun bun a lot over the years for two reasons. First of all, we trust them and they offer better deals on domain names than anyone else that we know about. And right now you can get a .bio domain name for less than $3 at pork bun. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get a short, memorable, and professional .bio domain name to share yourself with the world. Just visit porkbun.com freelance or click the link in this episode's description. That's P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot freelance and you can get a .bio domain right now. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full fledged team, other times, maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn jobs.
2: Well, I think before I wasn't really that busy. Um, you know, work-life balance now is a little more challenging. I've been working with a, a business coach who has got me like basically. I start at eight o'clock every day. I have my schedule planned out throughout the entire day, mm. and I mean, other than a few coffee talks and you know, moving around here and there, which is very rare. Like I am dead focused uh, at my desk from 8 to five thirty every day and that's really spend? like the amount i can spend with maintaining my family balance and stuff sure
1: yeah that's i totally get that um what do you spend most of your time on
2: um right now it's production work for clients and that can be anything from like a guy messaging me last week being like, Oh, remember that presentation you did? We need to do another version of it. Can you update this? Um,
1: yeah,
2: here's my old logo that I did. Uh, can you add a realtor logo to it? <laughs> it's just okay. these little things that I'm just like, okay, like I'm not going to go and find some of the contract. That's just going to be like, Oh, can you add this little logo to this here? Yeah. You know, it's like I've, I'm cleaning up my, my previous, um, I guess, agency model <laughs> and yeah. trying to like shift it in a different direction.
1: What, what, uh, what kind of services do you, do you sell right now in, in, and give them, give them to me in order of, of, mm-hmm. uh, big to small as far as, revenue. okay.
2: Revenue, big website design. Um, I, have finally hit this point where I'm not doing thirty five hundred dollars websites. I've finally have gotten it up to like six thousand, seven thousand dollars per website.
1: What percentage so, of revenue is websites?
2: Um, this year, it would probably be fifty percent, but the other fifty percent is kind of like a larger contract that I've had for ten years um, okay. with the client.
1: All right, what's the next one
2: after that? Uh, I would say. Graphic design.
1: What percentage is that?
2: I would say graphic design. If if website design is fifty percent, then the graphic design is probably forty percent, and then like ten percent email marketing.
1: Okay. Um, h- how's your pipeline looking? Sales pipeline.
2: Very. I, I just came off so January was the best month that I've had in business. I made. Uh, I think I pulled in twenty k.
1: How's, Fe- how's February going to look?
2: February is... <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, where you get me because it's just like, <laughs> um, you know, I, that's, I mean, that's such a hard thing to do is like, I know yeah. I need sales work. I know that. I need well, I have... And that's one of my further questions that I have is like, where do you make time for sales? What yeah. does sales look like? Like what, you mm-hmm. know, my Facebook ads suck. <laughs>
1: yeah. So okay, let, let's back let's back up a second. So fifty percent right. of your revenue is websites, forty percent is graphic design. Is that the same proportion time wise?
2: No, no. What, Tell me about graphic, time. Graphic design takes up way more time, and there's way less margin.
1: How much? How mm-hmm. much of your time percentage wise?
2: Um, I would say that graphic design probably takes up seventy percent of my time. Okay.
1: Um, do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> I also sort of some sort of math. Coach. No, I understand right. that, like I need to there needs to be a shift there.
1: I Yeah, I, you, you need to do, sit down and do the math on this, but I can tell you right, right now, the math of you taking on, for one, drop email marketing. that's such little revenue for you. Just yeah. completely, completely drop it. I, I yeah. would just, that's it's what literally,
2: the, the email marketing I do, it's for that larger client. And it's just something that I've done for, done for 10 years. And it's just like, like they're a $35,000 contract. So
1: 35,000 like a year. Yeah. And it's a retainer. It's a retainer. Okay. I would hire somebody like contract wise just to do that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I wouldn't drop it just because it is a big contract and you've had them for 10 years. Like that says a lot. So I would just hire somebody to do that. And just you don't need to be spending your time on that. Graphic design is taking up 70% of your time, but only 40% of your revenue. Like I would, I I wouldn't, I don't know if I would drop graphic design, but I would definitely like if this were me, if I were you, I would Mm -hmm. only do graphic design if they were a website design client. Right. That's it. Like, and that's I would. And that's honestly the
2: direction that I want to go in. I mean, that is mentally, that's where I'm at. It
1: takes
2: a little time and the ability to say no, (laughs) but it does take a little time to kind of make that shift. And like I, I do want, like I, like I would say about four months ago, I was just like, I'm all in on websites. I'm gonna Mm -hmm. figure this out. Like I've done, I did probably ten before that point and I've had I've gotten eight website projects since then. And it's it's great. I love doing them. I love doing them. I'm like super interested in SEO services right now. Like I really like that and I really want to move in that direction because I, I feel like in all honesty there's just a bigger impact there that I can provide for my clients and there's just so much more opportunity in that landscape that is just like graphic design is just like honestly really boring yeah
1: just uh don't do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm to tell you just, mathematically it does not make sense no yeah, it doesn't no i know
2: and i love your <clears> and, math, and, and you know it's easy for person. us
0: to sit here and say like drop it right and and, you know it's really easy for us to say that where and i and i've been in your position before where someone's like you really should drop that and i'm like yeah but it's still you know whatever percentage of my revenue yeah but but i think you have to consider it like everything we've talked about this on the show before everything's an opportunity cost right every time you say yes to a graphic design project that cuts into your sales generating time that cuts into your marketing time that cuts into your web design time um so not only are you doing work you don't enjoy as much and you're getting le- paid less for it if you break it down mathematically but also you're missing out on opportunities to do work that you enjoy more to get paid more for it and to generate more sales to make your business more reliable and predictable. So like every month that you do that you you may not you may not be able to financially cut it out like just completely boom mm-hmm. it's all gone but but mm-hmm. every month try to cut back, you know, Five percent of your time,
2: yeah. bit
0: by bit, until that graphic design piece goes away and is replaced by work that you actually enjoy doing and get paid well for.
1: How much? How much of your graphic design work right now, like your revenue each month, is new versus current clients?
2: Oh, um, like zero. <laughs> zero new.
1: Yeah. Oh, and you're and you're oh. doing like so.
2: I have built over the years, like I said, I was mostly graphic design since 2015. So I have all of these clients that I've built in a book of business over the last seven years, who have came to me for graphic design tasks at different at different times throughout the year. All right. So, so that's um, why they're still there, and they have my email, and they contact me every once in a while, and it's just like they just kind of it's pop just back small into stuff. the equation. Yeah, you, you know, stuff? I probably, you know, like, for instance, last last month, I probably made, you know, 17 or 18k through um, web design projects, and then like, 2k from graphic design side work. Oh,
0: yeah. So <laughs> you, you even talk about it like it's side work. You even talk about it like it's not what you offer.
2: And Clay, I know that this is all sounds like so obvious right now, (laughs) but like I hear it, I hear it through your sides. But like it it is, it is just difficult for me to like, you know, I don't, I'm not good at like, I don't have that pipeline like you were talking about. um, That I know what is going to happen next, and so. You know, this is all really new for me that I'm like super in the zone, dedicated to growing this business. And I, I understand like through having these conversations, it does give me the courage and the, uh, the, the understanding that there has to be a change and I can get rid of that portion yeah. of my business or, or change the way I work. So I get that, but I'm, I'm still at the kind of beginning of this transition. So it's just not... sure. You know, and I also have to realize that it's not super easy to just, you know, like, I'm not going to get like I listen to your podcast about getting to 100K in a month. And I'm like, wow, that's a dream. (laughs) But then I realized that doesn't happen in a month. That doesn't happen in two months. You know, like there is a process to that. Mm -hmm. and It took me three years. Yeah. All right. So.
1: So the. All right. So based off what you're telling me, how much, how much money, how much monthly revenue would feel comfortable to you?
2: I'm, I'm aiming, my goal with my business coach is 15K a month.
1: Okay. So January was a good month. January was a great month. How much are you expecting in February?
2: Um, as of right now, I've got probably like, Four or five in the pipeline.
1: Okay. Like money money that's going to be charged?
2: That's like proposals that have been signed. How much do you average? I would say I average um, between five and eight.
0: Okay. Ooh, so January was incredible.
2: So it was an incredible
0: month.
1: How do yeah. you charge for websites?
2: So for websites, I... Well I will tell you this from from the inspiration you've provided in this podcast I have put out a $350 a month website offer I have not okay. gotten any but I have not gotten any bites on it When
1: you say when you say you put out an offer what does that mean
2: When I put out an offer is like I just I posted it on Facebook, Instagram, social. Um I ran it in a local newspaper and I ran a Facebook ad.
1: Wait, did you say newspaper?
2: That's right, I did a newspaper, old school. Wow,
1: okay. <laughs> I got it super
2: do... cheap through a friend, and so I just Where did where
1: where do you get most of your business? Local?
2: Um no, I I mean mostly referral. Um but I would say Fifty or sixty percent are local and forty percent are national or like other locations.
1: Okay. So when you say you put it out there, you ran one newspaper ad?
2: That's right. And for how long it's starting on Thursday.
1: How long is it gonna oh so the newspaper has not been out. It's not That's right. And then you, you ran a you made a Facebook post or you made you ran an ad? Both. How how many posts did you make?
2: How many posts did I make? I just made because I launched it on Monday and it's Wednesday, so I made a post on Monday, and then I did that on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, okay. and then I did uh, a Facebook advertisement. That's how much do you spent on Instagram. Uh, hundred dollars.
1: <laughs> okay, you. So this is where I'm going with this. Like just because you put it out there. It doesn't mean it's a bad idea. Like it's like you've barely put it out there. So like yeah. what I would do, this is going to solve, this will solve your, this is great. your. No, this is why I'm on this yeah. call. This will solve this your feast you famine cycle, right? Like yeah. stick, maybe not 350. Okay. Just like, yeah, that's where I was. That's where I ended up charging in yeah. more. Right. But like, yeah. I actually started at $150 a month. Right. OK, when I when I was early on freelancer and I switched to a monthly and then I went to 250, 250 was the sweet spot. I will just tell you that was a sweet spot okay. out of 10 people I talked to, like eight of them will close. So it's two hundred do $250 a month. No, no setup fee, nothing. Right. Just 250 a month. Your conversions will will go through the roof. But you have to do more than what you've done um you probably won't get anything out of the newspaper ad i i will be surprised if you do (laughs) what you do is the first place you should hit yeah is every single put together a long list of every single prospect you've ever talked to right okay Mm -hmm. and you hit them up with it the ones that you did not or
0: even your your former clients that you maybe you built a website for them two years ago or something yeah and it's like it's time to update your website and instead of charging you you know thirty five hundred bucks like i did last time there's zero setup fee zero flat fee it's just Mm -hmm. a quick and easy 250 bucks a month and you'll get a brand new website plus you'll get my ongoing support
1: for the next two years or whatever yep yep That's exactly where I would hit too. Yeah.
2: This is what I'm talking about. This is why I'm back guys. Like your current, (laughs) your current clients,
1: like they already bought from you. So there's a trust factor there. Yep. Yep. If it's been, if it's been two years or more, hit them up again. It's time to revamp.
0: Yeah. You Mm know, um, so I would hit, and then when you current- do some of those, and you, and your clients get good results, you go back to even more of them, and you say, "We revamped with uh, John at whatever company, and mm-hmm. man, his site loads way faster now, which Google is caring more and more about." And you just start to really push like the results that you've been getting as you've been revamping sites for people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, can I? I mean, can that's, I? That's part of this new this entrepreneurship. I think that gets really hard for people. Is it's just like you know you just don't think of all the angles you don't think you know you're just like doing stuff you're like all right let's see if this works and so you know this this is just this is just um, being
0: a marketer right uh clay and i are are, both have marketing backgrounds and so these are the this is how we think um we sell stuff before it's even made or before we've even done it before like we just we just think in marketing so we're happy to happy to help with this but I would say from, from like a managing your business point of view, because I do want to come back to the original first question, which was like, how do you know when it's time to hire? For me, I've already seen a couple red flags of like moments you should already have hired. So for example, we talked about like dropping that graphic design piece, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Instead of dropping it, you could potentially hire someone out to handle that piece. Just like you're going to hire out for your long-term client. Anytime where you know you have, like if you have a couple grand coming in from odd graphic design jobs. Hire a a graphic designer who you can rely on, who will turn something around in a couple days, who you can pay a fair wage to. Maybe they're offshore. You can pay them what what they will think is a great wage, but you can still make a little money off the top. And then that just becomes like a little side portion of your business that you spend almost no time on at all. Mm-hmm. Um if you want to hold on to it if not I would say over time like we said phase that out but if it's a piece you need to hold on to for a while you could start hiring for that right away hiring subcontractors and then yeah. and then and then um the other piece that you had mentioned was you said like I get all these small requests and I'm not going to hire someone for that and in my opinion that's the exact kind of thing you do hire people for
2: Mm -hmm,
0: you as the business owner and as the, and as the, what you're basically the creative director in your business right now too. Right. So not only are you running the business, but you're also directing the creative, managing the creative direction for your business and for your client projects. But as the, as the business owner, you, you wouldn't be like, let's say you had a team of 10 to 30 people you wouldn't be in the nitty gritty of these little tiny requests that a client sends, right? Yeah. And and you wouldn't be as the creative director either. You might say, here's some direction. Here's what I think we should do. Let's make sure we use these colors and these fonts But other than that, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. You could do that with these smaller projects and it would take a fraction of your time. And then all that time is freed up to do some of this other marketing, promotion, sales. This is like classic. I've talked about this so many times on the show where it's like, the reason you're in feast mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that was that was not a dig at you Dan at all just it's, it's so okay. common like you're you're I'm trying to normalize it you're not alone I get it this I happens get it. all yeah. the time but um but like if you spend all of your time doing production work one month then you have a great month you have a January of 20k right but because you spent all your time doing production work billable hours you spent no mm-hmm. time on sales and so your February is gonna suck compared to your January no. Yep. Yep. And this and then is, because your February sucked, you're going to like ramp up sales again because you didn't have as much production work to do and then your March is hopefully going to be awesome and you're going to go feast famine feast famine feast famine.
2: I know, all I want is a vacation.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: you'll never take <laughs> yeah. a vacation. You'll never take a I vacation. Feel that. I know. At, I feel that model that. For sure. This like, is
1: this is the reason why I I didn't answer the original question because I wanted to see where your time was spent because Yeah. Like before I before I found out that of your graphic design revenue came from new clients. Uh, I was just like, I was just trying to figure out, Hey, how do you can, how can you reallocate your time and, and, and refocus your time in in different places? Because like, if you did that, you wouldn't have to hire not right now, but like based off what you're telling us, like your graphic design revenue and your email marketing, like, like graphic design is, uh, all from current clients and then like emails from this big, big contract that you have. Yes. Yeah. Hire contract out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hire an employee. I would just hire no, a no, contractor. No. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and it, for the
0: predictable stuff, that's what you're saying, right? Clay. Yeah. I'm yeah. Coming in anyway. Mm-hmm. Take that, some that of that money. I'm
2: like wondering, I, I guess that was some of the questions that I was like wondering about. Clay It's like, Clay, you're in this position, right? You go, I got a brilliant idea. $150 a month for a website. I'm going to do that. So you put that out there and then and then like what happened at that point? Well, like did a bunch of people start coming or did you have to market that somehow or did you bring somebody in to help you? Like what happened at that point?
1: Yeah, so the first thing I did was I so when we when I made that decision, I I it, it was not being done, at least not to my knowledge in the industry. Yeah. Um, so it was a gamble, but it's what made sense to me, um, and I had no idea if it was going to work. So what I did was is I did exactly what I j- recommended to you was I didn't publicly put it out there for uh, yet. I didn't run ads, I didn't do any of that. I hit up a list, and I hit them the up individually. So. Yeah. Yeah, Sales. Good old fashioned sales is what it was. I did not, I did not do any marketing for it. So you hit up your current clients, you hit up your prospects, right? And then you hit up, Mm -hmm. um, after that, like you, you got to exhaust those two lists first. Right. Um, and then even after that, I still didn't run any advertising. Uh, what I did was, is I hit up all the local places, local networking, stuff like that, the chamber, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, and just started like, it's just sales, man. It's like good old fashioned networking and sales. Um, That kept us busy for a long time before we ran advertising dollars. Um, And even even when we decided to run, this is good for everybody to hear. We spent $0 in all four years I had this agency, $0 on an ad for an offer. Literally
0: zero. I thought you were going to say zero dollars on a newspaper ad.
1: Well, that's true. (laughs) That is true. In fact, if you wanted to do that, I would venture to say that there's some newspapers out there that would probably just give away ad space just to not have a blank page. And um, not to be a writer you, to a column.
2: you guys just wait i'm gonna get it yeah you
0: email just, us back in a couple of weeks when you've had like a thousand <laughs> people come through that newspaper ad
2: yeah well so like the ads
1: that we ran at that point i think it's still valid today were 100% branding ads it was mm-hmm. just more of like hey here's who we are as people it was yeah. not Hey, we do website design for one hundred and fifty dollars or two hundred and fifty dollars. Like sign up today. It was none of that. It was yeah. just like, hey, here's we, here's who we are, and here's who our team. Like here's our personality. This is what we like to do outside of work, right? Like they, we just ran ads like that because people like to do business with people who are fun and then and who they like. Right. Not not one hundred based off one hundred percent based off the
2: offer. Unless it's cheap. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally find all the authors that I hear online and on Facebook pretty annoying. So, um, mm-hmm. I, I understand that, and and I, I like working with people that I like too. So, you know, I think I think that it's just, um, you know, this is what's so great about your guys' podcast and being able to bounce ideas off people. Um, and why it's so important to talk to other people within your industry and find ways to to get that kind of feedback? Because otherwise, I would just be doing the same old stupid stuff <laughs> continuously. You know, so That's I do really the appreciate of that sanity. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. I feel I like do you'd get there eventually. Like
0: yeah, I feel like you'd get there eventually. But it is nice to, to have someone who's maybe been in your shoes before, saying like, ah, oh, don't bo- don't bother with that or. Or do it this way or make the jump sooner than you expect or or whatever. Dan, I know uh, you had
2: I one, uh, one more oh okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say I know you had more questions. We're we're getting a little tight on time here. I just want to make sure we cover everything. Do you wanna do you wanna run us yeah. past another question?
2: I mean, yeah, let's just do another question. I, I I feel like, you know, there was the reversal and Clay got to ask me more questions. <laughs> but I, I think oh, but those
0: questions were so good. Like I was so just sitting good. here enjoying Clay's thought process because <laughs> they were the, they were the perfect questions to be asking.
2: Those numbers, like that marketing, how much did I spend on marketing episode you guys did? And Clay is just like crunching the numbers and kind of showing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how that works. Like that episode helped me a lot.
1: You got to <laughs> know your math, man. Every business owner yeah, needs sure. to know the math.
2: Yeah. And I know after I got done with that podcast, I was like, Oh, I'm one of those guys, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, you know, we're all learning here. So I guess my, my next question or my last question is just more on your work life balance. Like, did you wake up and have like a schedule to go attack every single day? And like, you know, like how do you, you know, you only get X amount of hours in a day. In regards to what I'm looking to do, like, what do you do with it? How do you manage that?
1: Man, this is, this is a, uh, I like, I love this question because if you were to ask me this question back then, I would answer yeah. quite differently versus now. Mm-hmm. So I worked my ass off. Not that I don't now, but like I worked a ton of hours back then and I didn't have any kids, right? I have a I have a I have a daughter now. Um, and just full transparency, I was not I was in a marriage I was unhappy with, right? So like mm-hmm. what did I do? I worked. And so that's I I would not recommend that. <laughs> I mean, I worked like 80, 90, 100 hours a week. That that's Whoa. you'll kill yourself. Um now I work about 30 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And which is funny because I I make more money now than I did back then. Um. So like the way I I I do it, I don't I don't like to call it work life balance. I like to call yeah. it like work life integration or yeah. harmony or right? or just life.
2: <laughs> just yeah.
1: Life. What it um, is
2: like you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now this is the way I do it. Every single person is going to be different. Um. The first thing I do, I actually will have like if you were to look at my calendar, um, I I block off everything. Okay. So even tasks okay. that I need to do, yeah. um, projects, calls, in including, including my non-negotiables. So that's the first thing I do is I I I think about like who I want to be as a person. Do I want to be known as this workaholic? Like the answer is no. Mm -hmm. The first thing I want to be known as is known as is a good husband and father. Yeah. Right. So what do I do? I block off in, in gray, dark gray, because that way I know it's a non-negotiable. I block off those times every single day on my calendar as a recurring event. Hey, here's a time. Cause I get up with my daughter, Georgia, um, So I can let my wife sleep in a little bit because she's still nursing and stuff. But um, anyways, I get up with her and I spend from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. every single morning with my daughter. That is a non-negotiable. If somebody wants to do a call during that time, I'm like, no, that's a non-negotiable. Same thing with in the afternoon. Like I end my day at like four o'clock. Because I want to be home so I can go take my daughter for a walk. That's a non-negotiable. Same thing with sleep, right? People mm-hmm. forget about sleep. Mm-hmm. That's a non-negotiable, right? You, you, So I put in my non-negotiables. And once you do that, you'll realize how little time you actually have.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I, I think I think people do it the opposite way. They they put in all their work stuff and then they put in like, oh, time for oh, exercise, mm-hmm. for example. It's non-negotiable, yeah. right? right? And then they, they, they like... This is the way people treat exercise. Like I'll exercise when I have time, right? If I, if, I have, if I have 30 minutes, like, no, you put that shit in your calendar and make it a non, non-negotiable, non right? So, like, I there's, there, there's, like, very, very few things that I will do during that non-negotiable time. Yeah. So, like, that's set in stone for me. And then what I do is in the time that I have, I have to figure out, because I am a dad, I am a husband, and I, and I value that, mm-hmm. I have to figure out how do I make the time I have available during the week to be the most efficient as possible, right? Yeah. So I th- kind of theme my days. For example, Wednesdays, this, like me and Preston, we record podcasts, right? Every Wednesday afternoon. Um, well, guess what I do? I make Wednesdays my, my call days. I'm on calls all day. That's what I do. Like I'm in the mindset to do that on on Thursdays and Fridays. I have zero calls and mondays Mondays, Thursday, Fridays. I don't do any calls at all because if I need to do some sort of project or whatever, like a call in the middle of the day will totally disrupt that, and then now my flow is gone right yeah so i don't I don't like when when I set my schedule. And, I, and when someone wants to book a call with me, I set my schedule to have very, very specific days and times where that that's available. And a lot of times, like Fridays for me, I I don't like, I don't, I do zero calls. And in fact, I try to take Friday afternoons off. um. So it's completely blocked off. No, no one can ever schedule a call with me on Friday. So like when someone says, Hey, um, I'm off on Fridays. Is there any way you can do a call? I'm like, no. Like I I will only do two calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. If you can't do that, sorry, like we're not meant to work with each other. Like like that's just my rule. So you have yeah. to you have to like do these things in your schedule to make it the most efficient as possible and for each day of the week, you, I think you need to theme it to where you're doing basically the same thing over and over again. In that day or in that time frame, right? And then
2: you just do that within your like Google calendar or do you have like a specific, yeah.
1: Yeah, Google calendar. That's what I use. Um, So like if one day, like one day you want to work on nothing but website projects, that should be nothing Mm -hmm. but website projects. Yeah. And if you have a graphic, say a graphic design project that's due, tell the client that you'll have it done on Tuesday. Right. Yeah. Not Monday, Tuesday, because Mondays are your web design, web design days. Right. So that's what I that's that's how I do my that's schedule. Awesome. No, and that's like, great. And I feel like super I'm right efficient.
2: in that. Yeah, I'm in that exact position. I have a kid now. Um, I value family time. Number one, um, you know, my wife is is awesome. It's just like she's basically like, I will not let you work. that much. I'm like, thank yeah. you. You know, and it's good because. I think I get really excited by the challenge of growing this business. Um, and it, it tends to be something that I think about a lot. Um, but it's also really, really freaking hard to me. You know, like the fact that you do it in 30 hours is, is like very impressive. But yeah, I mean, you have gone through the process to a point to understand maybe some of the internal systems of what works yeah. best for you um, and how to prioritize so yeah and and you know no, i'll I'll add this in there too,
1: I'll add this in there too, like if I find little moments it like where I don't have blocked off where I'm supposed to do work, right so mm-hmm. if like for example, the other day, uh me and my wife and my and my daughter we were uh we were at the in-law's house, right, so like that's family. It, it was during family time. Um, but there was, there was like a 10 minute span, 15 minute span where, uh, my mother-in-law, father-in-law, like they took our daughter to go play with her. And I, there, like, there was really nothing for me to do in that 10 minute span. So I just got out my phone and just like answered a couple of emails. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, but I didn't make that a priority, right? That wasn't. I I didn't say hey sorry um, I can't I can't go play with my daughter right now because I'm answering emails. It was because I just had like ten free minutes, right? Yeah, and then I just did it real quick. So like, it's little moments mm-hmm. like that too that allowed me to do it work to work only like thirty hours a week. You know,
2: that's great. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that you know, I think a lot of what you answered today and what we got through in the time that we had was is essential for for my growth like all the other questions just like how internal processes work and stuff and like how you know maybe you made it happen and stuff like that you answered a couple of those questions in my previous email but i feel like that this is the real stuff that um you know one i know i'm working enough (laughs) i know that um you know i have the talent to do this um Mm -hmm. but yeah maintaining that life that that sanity. <laughs> is Are you working too much? Too I, I feel like right now I am. I feel okay. Like how,
1: how many? How
2: how uh, how many hours are you working like right now? I'm working nine and a half a day, but it's just like no lunch. I like literally zero in, dude. I'm like, yeah. When? When's the last good.
1: time? Be real with this. When's the last time? I guess we can we can all right, when's the last time you, you went on vacation?
2: Um an actual vacation and that didn't work. Just um, just years. time
1: time off two days two days in a row or more.
2: Time off two days in a row or more. Uh, not
1: counting for- holidays. Not counting holidays. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> a purposeful time off period. Yeah, I don't When's know. the last time
2: you did? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Sometime right. last year maybe. Do this,
1: dude. I I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling you this is so important. Schedule 2 days. Probably 3. It could be it could be an extended weekend. Take a Thursday and Monday off and go with you, your wife, your kid just go take a trip so it could be a local trip yeah. or whatever yeah. and just unplug for an extended weekend yeah. thursday friday saturday sunday monday and unplug and if you have yeah. work deadlines on those days that you want to you want to schedule like the days that you want to schedule this just tell your clients hey it's going to be a couple of days extra yeah. right they'll be fine yeah clients only get pissed off when you're behind and you don't tell them Right, right. As long as you yeah. tell them they're, they're they're fine, go do that. Like that. That's my challenge to you. Just that's the first thing you should do as soon as you get off this podcast. Is go find a weekend and just schedule some time off because, like, if you're feeling a little bit of burnout, like, and this is good yeah. for anybody listening. If you feel bur- if you're feeling any kind of burnout right now, take some time mm-hmm. off because it's it's that analogy. I think we mentioned it on the on the call before. The whole lumberjack. Did we mention this, Preston, on the, on a call before? This doesn't sound familiar to me. No. All right. So there's a, there's a story of two lumberjacks cutting down a they're each cutting down a tree, and they both go for an hour. One of them leaves, and they leave for like I don't know. They're gone for hours at a time, right? And then, and then he comes back, and he he starts cutting again for another hour and cuts down his tree while the other guy who's been chopping at his his tree all day long with no break is still chopping, right? His tree, his tree's not chopped down. And the dude's like, dude, like, how did you just chop how did you just chop this tree down like so fast? And you left. And the other guy was like, because I left to sharpen my axe. Right? Where the guy was trying to chop away it with a dull axe. It's the same thing with your mind. If like if you you gotta you gotta have one, you gotta have sleep. Two, you gotta eat. Stop, stop, like not taking lunch breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you gotta stop that. Like seriously, you cannot keep yeah. working through lunch. Like take thirty minutes, whatever. Um, yeah. you gotta sleep. You gotta eat. You gotta hydrate. Always have water on you, right? Yeah. And then the fourth thing is, you gotta take some time off every once in a while. You do those four things, your mind will be super sharp and focused That the time you are working. You're gonna be so efficient. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I'll add a fifth thing is exercise. Like you gotta do like your your life will be changed if, if everyone yeah. does, does those five yeah. things.
2: Yeah, I, I remember that story from from uh the Buddha himself, I believe. That's where that one came from.
1: Oh like, I don't know where story. it came from. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like it. it's like keep your mind sharp, you yeah. know? Like no, that's a
2: great that's a great that's a great story, and that's a great thing to keep in mind. I think that it's just very easy um when you just start getting in the swing of things sometimes and you just feel that pressure to to make money, you know it's just like I know that, I don't need yeah. all the i don't I don't need millions of dollars to be happy or anything like that, but like being a sole financial provider has carried a lot of stress onto me uh, in regards mm-hmm. to like. Providing for my family and making money is not always super easy. <laughs> you well, know, it's not like,
1: trust me. Yeah, there's you know, uh, and that's uh, yeah. I know how that. I know that pressure for sure.
2: Yeah, um, it's just freaking hard. It's just freaking hard to make money. And I think that once you do get into the swing of things, it's just very easy to compare or see people that have made it or been successful and be like, oh look, at, You know, they're like having a great time and they've made it. Blah blah blah. But like. You know, I think you're right that you still have to remember to take care of yourself during this part of the process because otherwise you're just gonna end up killing yourself. I don't need to have a heart attack at forty five.
1: Oh, no, yeah. and you'll and you'll
0: burn out before you can make any sort of meaningful progress. Um, you know, yeah. these kind of things aren't aren't don't take weeks or months. They usually take years. Um, even the most successful people that we know, it, it takes it takes time you know, to make yeah. it happen, and and um, for me, I, I don't remember if we talked about this last time in your last episode, Dan, but um, there's, for me, there's only so many ways to grow, and I know that's something you're really focused mm-hmm. on right now is growing your business. And you can either put in more hours, that'll lead to burnout, right? You, mm-hmm. can, uh, you can increase your rates, but that has a ceiling. At some point, people will stop paying you for it, uh, being willing to pay higher and higher rates. Um, probably a higher ce- ceiling than you think, as a side note, by the way, you could probably increase your rates. Uh or you can expand your team and and yeah. expand the people who who work with you and for you. And for me, in terms of like burnout and mental health, having a team to rely on has been probably the number one thing for me. Like knowing that if I have a sick day or if I have a, a, a school play I want to go to in the afternoon, um, you know, I've got three kids, they're all in school like my team's got it you know i i have a team of all subcontract all contractors none of them are full-time but we act like a team we we you
2: know we rely on each other we support each other like is is your main focus on your blog work and like your is it a school like what what do you have these people working with you on
0: Yeah. So, uh, so I stopped, uh, I stopped agency work a few years ago. Um, and we focus now entirely on, on yes, on our content. So, um, Mm -hmm. so the, the people on my team would look a little different than the people on your team. Uh, we don't do client work anymore. However, we do a lot of sponsor work. So sponsors are kind of our client, uh, equivalency, right? So we have to communicate with our sponsors. We have to um, change out their creative. We have to identify if if we're delivering what they've asked us to deliver. We have to get new sponsors, just like you would have to get new clients. We have to Mm -hmm. take care of recurring sponsors, just like you would take care of recurring clients. So there's a lot of A lot of crossover there. Um, I have one person um, who completely manages all of our client relationships, all of our sponsor relationships. So it's his job to say, like, are they happy? Are we delivering what we promised we would deliver? And then if they ever have anything that they need to reach out about, they don't reach out to me. They reach out to him. And then if there's a problem, he can't Mm -hmm. handle. So I empower him to make decisions. I empower him to respond appropriately to questions and concerns. And then I make it 100% clear to the client that I'm still here. If they need me, they can reach out to me anytime, but they'll probably get a faster response from Bilal. So they often will reach out to him. And then there are certain things that Bilal knows he, he won't do without talking to me first. So, there are just certain things we've identified like, you know, if the client wants to to do XYZ, we have to chat about that first internally because there might be other conflicts or whatever. And so he'll bring those things to me. But it, seriously, as soon as we made that change, um, my workload went from me doing, you know, 100% of the client work to now down to 10%. And he handles the 90%. And I pay him well for it. So there is that sacrifice on my part. In the beginning, it was really hard. Because instead of just pocketing that money for myself, I had to start paying someone else. But over time, because I did that, he starts now to make me money. It's kind of like investing, right? He now starts to make me money and I'm making myself money. And so the business is growing despite me not having to put in more hours. It's actually growing and I'm putting in fewer hours, right? (laughs) Even though up up front, the investment is a little bit harder, it gets easier over time.
2: Yeah. And I think that that's where like, now I had a good month and I can maybe concentrate on being like, okay, like I did, I have delegated, like I had a client who couldn't write copies. So I brought somebody in and I said, Oh, Hey, um, you know, I have a copywriter. The copywriter came in, took care of it. I was able to pay him. But I think that initially when you're barely making enough financial, um, you know, barely, you know, hitting your own financial responsibility, it's hard to just be like, oh, here's five hundred dollars to write this for me, yeah, you know, or for, sure. for um, sure. But it is becoming. I actually have delegated two or three tasks um, over the last month, and so that is, I am like starting to head in that direction. It feels good, and I see the power in it, especially when you find okay. a freelancer that is really freaking good, and you like give him a the task, and he blows your mind. And you're just like what? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's so satisfying,
0: and 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 you feel yeah. such relief. Um, yeah. I, I would say too, like one thing I didn't know about you in our previous call is that you have a client that pays you annually thirty five k. Are they on an Are they on an annual contract? Like, is that going to come in mm-hmm. kind of no matter what? I mean, obviously, if you if you don't deliver, they probably have opportunity to cut you off. Yeah,
2: I like, get I get paid a, a quarterly yeah. on that. You paid so quarterly. that's definitely, yeah. So that, I mean, that will, help. the contract is for the rest of the year. So it's like nine K a quarter.
0: Yeah. So you have nine K a quarter that you can plan on. So you can say, yeah. I'm going to take $2,000 of that every quarter and I'm going to invest it in, you know, someone on my team.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. In no- knowing that I'm going to make that two K back mm-hmm. with the time it's going to free up for me, or I'm going to just have better work-life balance. Yeah. right because of that time i'm going to free up so yeah the, i think it's
2: going to be a like predictable both, revenue like, is the best really
0: thing for you when it comes to balancing your work your work life what oh, were you yeah. saying
2: no i was agreeing i mean it's going to be a balance of, of not only having my life balance in order um and my schedule i really like the the non-negotiable part of your um yeah. your schedule Clay. that's really nice and then um a mix of that and entrusting some work to other people that is I mean, eventually, you know, I think a lot of people in my position have control issues <laughs> and you're, you've been a designer or you've been whatever for your whole life. And for some reason, you think that nobody can do it as be- as good as you, but then you realize <laughs> a shitload of people can do it better than you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: And so, it's so you know, freeing it's to just of, accept yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like it's so it's so liberating to just say like yep there are people who can do it as well and and better than I can yeah. and I can yeah. manage this business right I can manage this business and I can hand off tasks I hate to people who can actually do them better and they'll enjoy them and I can pay them for it and and it all just it's just really happy it just really works out
1: You don't out. want to be yeah. trapped right like this is this is like this mm-hmm. is the common trap of Owning a business, it's you know, people start a business so that they're not trapped in their job, but then they totally get trapped in their business. Like in two ways: one is they're working all the freaking time, right? And their free time mm-hmm. is gone. And two, they can never walk away. Mm-hmm. Like when I mean walk away, I mean take time off because if you take time off, your revenue goes is not there. Yep. And so, like you, you're you need to everything you do in your business, you should do with the intent of uh, of not being trapped in your business. Mm-hmm. So if you always think about that, like, yeah, you know, like, I think that's uh, good. life would be
0: easier. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, not, like, I not just yeah. creating a job for
1: yourself. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but like, I took six um, six months off for paternity leave, with good no effect. <laughs> that's amazing. With no effect in my business. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, like, I did minimal, when I say off, like, I wasn't completely out, like, but I did minimal work. I worked, like, five hours a week. Yeah. Just to do my, my calls that I needed to do with, with, with my clients. But, like, dude, outside of that, I still got paid the same.
2: Yeah, and I had a good friend that just told me, he's like, listen, man, when you can, and he held up his phone, and he's like, when you can make all of your money with just this device, that's it. Mm -hmm. then you're doing something right. (laughs) You know, like if you're able to just like have your phone, no matter where you go and you can just have somebody take care of something like that ease of running a business is like the dream.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that you can't do that when it's just you, right? Because you can't do client work on your phone. You can't do production work on your phone to the full extent that you need to. And so the only alternative is like, having people you can rely on and you say, I need this done. They say, great. They get it done for you. You pay them and, and you move forward. And I don't know. I think, I think you have a really bright future ahead of you, Dan. I think for me, it's, it come. Kind of, it really boils down to like all of this stuff we've talked, if I had to sum up, yeah. I guess the theme of this episode, it's like sort of offloading you, your schedule, cleaning up your schedule, like giving yourself permission to take time off, um, finding people to help you so that you can have some extra hours in the week, uh, like all of this, I think, I don't think your revenue has to suffer for you to feel less burned out if you go about it with some of these some of these uh, strategies that Clay and I have talked mm-hmm. about today. But it's been a it's
2: well, been I'm a pleasure chatting with you, yeah, Dan. I'm and go and uh, on
1: <clears throat> yes,
2: do it. Do
1: it. <laughs> Do it.
2: <laughs> go, go ahead and
1: throw some date nights in there for, with you and your wife. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know it. You know, you gotta. You
2: gotta. Um, non
1: negotiables, man. No, non negotiables. Right. I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna send you that and, and the the lead that I generate from the newspaper. That's coming in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we want an update on both. <laughs> <That's> so <right. laughs> Dan
0: Goers, thank you so much for joining us yeah. on the show again. Clay, thanks for taking the time today. Thank Everyone so check much, out Clay's guys. business at uh, getdripify.com And Dan, let us know where we can where we can uh, connect with you. Where can listeners find you?
2: Yeah, you can go on social at creatography design agency and then creatography.com.
0: There you go. And I've been Preston with Milo.co We'll catch you next time. See ya. Bye. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Milo.
1: Visit M-I-L-L-O dot C-O to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit dripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to
0: Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin
1: Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching FreelanceToFounder in your favorite podcast player.
0: While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts,
1: Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.